The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba presents the 27th College Football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now, the Guadalupe's Mexican Grill kickoff with your host, Phil Houck. Last week, the Irish went to 3-0 in a game marked by some bad, some good, and some beautiful. Let's start with the bad. We want to get that out of the way. First, a near two-hour weather delay at the start of the second quarter. That was excruciating. And players need fuel during such long breaks. It was confirmed that the Irish scrounged for sustenance during the break by sending managers out to the concession stands. Can you say chips and hot dogs? That's bad. Next item, penalties. Notre Dame committed 10 of them. The most penalties in the game of the Marcus Freeman era. It kept drives going for the Wolfpack and definitely slowed Notre Dame's offensive role a few times. That's sloppy. Clean it up, Irish. Another bad. And Sam Hartman, I am looking at you. Ball security. Two fumbles by Sam. One was lost, and it put the Irish into a precarious at the time situation. Hartman is amazing. He keeps plays alive and his eyes up the field, even when he's under threat of imminent bodily injury. He also has a habit of holding the football in one hand, extended from his body. Fix that, Sam. And now, the good. And credit where credit is due. So back to Sam Hartman. He had another Heisman Trophy candidate day. 15-24, 286 yards, four touchdowns. His ability to operate the two-minute drill as now displayed at the end of the second quarter in each of this year's games has been incomparable. Three drives, three touchdowns. That's good. And the defense Saturday kept Brennan Armstrong at bay all day long. Ten quarterback hurries, eight passes defended, three interceptions, just 26 yards rushing by Armstrong. That's good. And for the third straight week, the Irish showed great balance on offense. 286 yards passing, 170 on the ground. Pick your poison, defensive coordinators, because that's good. And props to the kicking game. Spencer Schrader set an all-time Notre Dame record with a 54-yard field goal, and Bryce McPherson repeatedly flipped the field by averaging over 50 yards on six punts. That's good. And now, the beautiful. The score, 3-0. to zero. When just at the start of the second quarter, the weather caused a near two-hour delay. During the break, Audrick Estime ate a hot dog. Then on the first play back, he took the handoff and went 80 yards to the end zone. That was beautiful. Another play of beauty occurred in the third quarter after North Carolina State had pulled within a score at 17-10. From 40 yards out, Hartman found tight end Holden Stays 10 yards down the field, and Stays did the rest. Strength and balance He fought off a hit that would have knocked a mere mortal out of bounds. He galloped down the sideline and into the end zone. Man, that play was beautiful. The Irish are now 3-0. That is the best you can be, and all possibilities are alive for the 2023 Irish. And that is beautiful. Guadalupe's Mexican Grill, now with locations on Illinois, Leo, and DuPont Roads, and in Georgetown Square. Guadalupe's, food made fresh. 
Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight from America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, senior editor of IrishIllustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, Sheer McCulloch Auctioneers, and Flight by Yingling, 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. It's the next generation of light beer. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity, and personal values, which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication, and their experience and expertise provide peace of mind for you and your business. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation, and estate planning, the full-service accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. Located in Fort Wayne near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish! Flight by Yingling. It's the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Available wherever beer is sold. DG Yingling and Sun Incorporated, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. Tim Priester, well, it you know, wasn't perfect, but Indy won a road game against a worthy foe, Power Five, and they did it by 21 points. What did what did they do right and what did we learn needs to be fixed? Well, first and foremost, their resiliency under the circumstances with the, the long delay, with the, the lightning uh, delay. Uh, you know, I, I mean, they really played they played a real quality football game on so many different levels. The coaching staff adjusted with their unbalanced line. Uh, I mean, they, the preparation for Brennan Armstrong strong was absolutely incredible. They shut down any running lanes. Uh, they held them to 46% passing 26 yards rushing, which I doubt any other team on their schedule will do this year. They outcoached NC state. They outplayed them. And to a large degree, they out toughed them because they were the one on the road uh, dealing with the, the the elements and and uh, the lightning and everything that went with it, I, I give I give Marcus Freeman and staff a, a, a tremendous amount of credit. Yeah, when stuff like that comes up, the 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 adversity of those weather conditions, it's it's a lot better to be at home. I mean, you just you don't need anything other than that the comfort at home. Notre Dame didn't have that; they adapted. Uh, they came out, they did well, and we're going to talk a little bit more about several of the things you brought up. Uh, okay, the score was three to, and let's talk about that weather delay. The score was three to zero, and it had to that point it had really been a bare knuckled brawl. Uh, Tim, as you sat or and or stood through that excruciating hour and forty five minute delay, at that point in time, what were you thinking? Where did you think this game was going? How how are the Irish? going to do at that point? Well, it, I mean, I, I predicted a low-scoring game. I predicted a close game, which it was through three quarters. I, I thought it was going to be a slugfest, which is basically what that first quarter was. And then as the game went on, you know, as so often happens in college football, things really loosened up. I mean, loosened up for NC State. They probably weren't worthy of scoring 24 points, but ultimately they did. Uh, but I thought it was going to be a slugfest, Bill, and it it was. It just uh, I thought 
Jared Parker did a, a sensational job coordinating the offense, play calling. He found things that they could do. 456 yards total offense against NC State does not happen very often. I, I'm not saying that NC State's a powerhouse or a contender to win the, the ACC or playoff bid or anything like that, but 456 yards and 45 points does not happen against NC State very often. No, it hasn't historically, that's for sure, particularly in uh, you know under this coaching regime. Uh, you know, and, and during that delay and and I was under it was under different circumstances for me than you, but I actually felt pretty good. I thought Notre Dame had showed some signs of loosening up the NC State defense on that field goal drive that they had had at the end of the first quarter. And I felt good that Notre Dame was going to have the ball coming out. And I just still have that confidence in Sam Hartman. And, uh, of course, we know that lightning struck. Uh, and let's talk about that lightning strike uh, in the figurative sense, not in the literal sense like it had been earlier. The, the Obviously, I, I think the biggest play in the game, the long touchdown run by Estime after that weather delay. Talk about the things that made that play work and also talk about that unusual formation that you've already brought up. That, I thought, really was a great move by the offensive coordinator to go to that. I mean, it's the perfect play to diagram to show people what happened. I mean, and when we say unbalanced line, it means that they take one of their offensive linemen from one side and move them over to the other. So what you had was was Joe Alt and Blake Fisher lined up next to each other with Rocco Spindler guard and then the center and then the left guard and a tight end attached. And you had a, a an H back in the backfield with, with Hartman and, of course, Audric Estime. And ultimately, when you have an unbalanced line like that, if you don't adjust defensively, you're going to be a hat short. And NC State was a hat short. It was blocked perfectly. There's a couple things there that were pretty incredible. One, Tobias Merriweather blocked one player and shielded another at the same time. So here's this uh, uh, redshirt freshman wide receiver that is literally taking up two players for the opposition. And when that happens, you have Jaden Thomas downfield and Audric Estime gets a running start and, and ran by four defensive backs for uh, for NC State and he had such a burst of uh burst of steam going for him that he was able to outrun a lot of guys that probably run a lot faster than he does in the 40 so it was a perfect storm both the, the the play call the formation and NC State just not having enough hats in order to stop the play yeah and we really saw uh the speed that Audric Estime is capable of something that I think is kind of underrated in him. We know about the power and we know about his ability to change direction. That was a, a great play, perfectly blocked, great call. So that that begs a question. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Jared Parker or Tommy Reese? Coach Priester, <laughs> build your staff. Well, I, you know, I think it's a little too early to declare a winner uh, Ohio with Ohio State and USC coming up, obviously. You know, those are the games that that offensive coordinators, defense coaches in general are measured by. But boy, he's off to a great start. Uh, you know, uh, fewer bells and whistles, a lot less pre-snap movement, more they huddle, you know, which really isn't something that that Notre Dame does. It's more or had done, I should say, more power football. Um, Notre Dame used, certainly used multiple tight ends with Tommy Reese because the the personnel dictated it, but I think that's who Jared Parker is. And he's off to a sensational start. I think he's been one step ahead of all of his opponents. The last one being the most significant because you had a veteran defensive coordinator and Tony Gibson, who had 
who had really shut down Sam Hartman in in three games, or or at least slowed him down in three games. He had he had thrown six interceptions with six touchdowns in the in the three previous games, and uh, it was four to four to zero this time with with uh, touchdowns and interceptions. So Notre Dame has a, a you know better surrounding cast than Wake Forest all, along the offensive line, but. Uh, Parker's done a great job. It helps to have Sam Hartman make me make, make no bones about it. And I'm sure Tommy Reese would have had a ton more success with Sam Hartman as his quarterback, but let's just say Jared Parker's off to a really, really nice start. Uh, he's, there was a, there was a large segment of the fan base that didn't believe in him when he was named the coordinator. And I think he's swayed quite a few people th- so far through three games. Okay. Well, I'll, the Irish are averaging 47.7 points per game. That's good. And I don't care who they've been playing against. Yeah. Parker's doing his job. Uh, Tommy Reese, I thought did well with what he had at his disposal and, uh, but time to move on. And, and Jared Parker right now pushing all the right buttons and, Let's talk about on the other side of the ball what the defense did in the game Saturday, holding Brennan Armstrong to just 26 yards on 12 carries. You brought that up. And, of course, that is remarkable, Tim. But he was under pressure all day long by the Irish, but the Irish, he was only sacked once. Why couldn't the Irish get their hands on Armstrong? And does that have something to do with maybe the reason why he was only able to rush for 26 yards? Well, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, there were there were times where I know that uh, looking at our message board during during the game, which is always a mistake, uh, that people wonder where the pass rush was. What's Jordan Batella doing? Why isn't he getting to the passer? Well, the plan was to make sure that the defensive linemen stayed in their rush lanes, and so a lot of times, the you know the guys that you count on for the pass rush along the defensive line were were playing contain, and that's what Jordan Batella was doing. And then Notre Dame would send blitzers from the second level. Especially Maris Leofile, the rocket. I mean, that that guy, the, the game that he played on Saturday was absolutely sensational. You have JD Bertrand uh, uh, blitzing as well, Jalen Sneed occasionally. So basically, you had the the defensive line maintaining their positions, making sure that there were no exit routes for Brennan Armstrong Armstrong to run. And then you bring the the second level blitzers. You have to adjust your coverage on the back end. You know, we talk about what Jared Parker did. Al Golden did a tremendous job uh, in, in in slowing down that offense. It's not a great offense. Their receivers dropped some passes. We knew going in that their receivers weren't that good, uh, but you had to contain Brennan Armstrong, and they did a fantastic job of doing it. Well, we predicted on this show last week that uh, Al Golden was going to have a plan for Brennan Armstrong, and he certainly did because – Holding that man to 26 yards was just remarkable. I thought that was the most stunning stat out of the whole game. And you, and you also mentioned Maris Leavow. Yeah, Tim, he was everywhere. I love his speed. Uh, 15 tackles so far this season. He played 70 snaps Saturday. That's a lot. Last year, he, he led the Irish in snap count. And uh, moving forward, I really like what Maris Leofow is doing. Uh, two specialists, Tim, shined on Saturday. Spencer Schrader, school record, 54-yard field goal. Almost hardly even noticed until a couple hours after the game, at least by me. Uh, boy, he's got a cannon because he, he that 56-yarder, uh, you know, hit the upright or the yeah the upright and could have gone 60, 63 yards with a with a couple more feet of. Uh, towards the middle of the goalpost. And then Bryce McPherson flipped the field over and over with a 50.7-yard average. Tim, the kicking game looks really good. So what is Spencer Schrader's range? 
Well, I, I, Marcus Freeman feels comfortable running him out there, anything up to 60 yards and um, with good reason. I, you know, and the interesting thing is we watched him through, through August in practice and he's not a guy that, you know, like has to put every ounce of energy in his kicks. He's pretty free and easy with it. He's a, he's an athlete. I, I like athletes that are kickers and punters. McPherson's a punter, uh, an athlete as well. Um, but, you know, he, he grew up as a soccer player. He's a good athlete. The ball comes off his foot very naturally. The 56-yarder that hit the upright, it kind of faded. I tell you what, we rarely saw anything that he kicked during the preseason that faded. But when you have to kick that distance, you got to give it a little extra oomph and and he probably didn't pull it a little bit. Had that been another 54-yarder, it probably goes through. I don't know if it goes through cleanly, but then it probably careens off the, the, the upright and goes through. But absolutely sensational. And then McPherson is just, he's long, he's athletic. Uh, I expected inconsistency from him. And that was a big reason why they were concerned and brought in John Sott last year. But, man, he's hit the ground running. And he was... He was great because the field position was awful for Notre Dame early on, and it took everything that he had to, you know, get NC State starting at their own 40, 45, 50, I think one time in Notre Dame territory. Uh, but he did a great job. He really he really knocked off, uh, or, or I should say added a first down to what NC State needed in order to score. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, this kicking game, uh, I'm so impressed by it, particularly Schrader. And uh, I just predict right now, I'm going to predict right now that that range that he has is going to win at least one big game for the Irish this season. So uh, mark this moment. Uh, Tim, penalties really hurt the Irish in this game, 10 in total. Uh, The most of the Freeman era, three straight directly led to the first NC State touchdown. That was excruciating, almost as excruciating as the weather delay. And I couldn't believe that Jack Kaiser, of all people, was offsides uh, on a note on the uh, NC punt attempt and extended their drive. Did Kaiser land in the doghouse for that or what happened? I don't think so. I mean, it looked like there was an exchange on the sideline, but ultimately I don't think that's what that was. I, I thought that I thought the unsportsmanlike penalty on Ben Morrison was a little bit unfair because Julian Gray, one of the wide receivers had had taken a punch at him first. And, you know, I don't, I, I, I you hate the retaliation penalties and that's what, that's what that one was. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the the penalties came. They were bunched together. That's unusual. Ten is very unusual for a team as disciplined as Notre Dame. But sometimes you get caught in one of those kind of games. And, um, you know, NC State had eight. So it was happening on both sides of the football. But I wouldn't think that that's going to be the norm moving forward for Notre Dame. Yeah, well, you know, uh, as you said, Marcus Freeman's teams have developed a, a reputation for being very disciplined overall. So, uh, we'll just kind of chalk it up to that. Just one of those game circumstances that has occurred. Tim, But and let's talk about Marcus Freeman just a little bit more. His growth as a head coach, he started his career by losing his first three games. He's now won 12 of 14. Uh, and, and he's a pleasure to work with. I think you would agree with that. Genuine, respectful, introspective. And he's winning. Talk about his growth from what you saw when he started his career uh, just a little over a year ago. Well, it was the basis of my my uh, post game uh, point after for Irish Illustrated that that it's just it's to me it's very obvious that he's he's growing in leaps and bounds and I think it started 
Well, it started sometime after that lousy Stanford loss last year where, where um, you know, you got, you have to be introspective when something like that happens to you. And I think the great thing about him is whether you win or lose, whether it's good or bad, he assesses everything that happens and decides we need to keep that. We need to get rid of that. We need to improve that. We need to back off from, from, from this. I, I, I just – he is a very bright man and he's doing an incredible job. And, and that's what I was so impressed with because here he is a second year coach. Uh, Jer- Jared Parker is in essence, a first year uh, offensive coordinator and Al Golden's only been back in the game coordinating for, for the second year. And he's going against 11 year veteran head coach at NC state, a five year defensive coordinator and an offensive coordinator who had done wonders with, with Brennan Armstrong. So, I mean, Nordheim thoroughly out coached them. And I just think that there is a, there's a maturity to the way Marcus Freeman approaches things. And look at their football team. It's a mature football team. You can see that. The way they handled the elements on Saturday and everything that went with it is a reflection of the head coach and the coaching staff. So I think he's growing by leaps and bounds, and uh, that bodes well for the University of Notre Dame. It, it really does. He's very popular, uh, not just among the players, but I think with everybody surrounding the university, all the fans and it's been a pleasure working with him, and you know he's uh, before our eyes. He has become turned into, I think, a pretty formidable coach. Uh, Tim, you know, one, Phil, Phil, first yeah. and foremost, he's humble. It's amazing, humble. isn't it? <laughs> it's impressive. Yeah, he humbles. There are passages. There are scripture passages about humility. He is a humble man. Yeah, for all his accomplishments, he is humble and he's never come out of that persona so i gotta believe it's real tim one more quick hit before we wrap this segment up what will it take for sam hartman to become a heisman trophy candidate is he a heisman trophy candidate he is absolutely a heisman trophy candidate Notre Dame has moved up to number eight in the ap poll what will it take uh keep protecting the football uh he struggled a little bit with holding on to it on saturday and certainly not all his fault with a couple Fumbles, but he hasn't turned. He hasn't thrown an interception yet. He has ton, t- ten touchdown passes. But the bottom line is, um, keep winning. And if Nordane keeps winning, Sam Hartman will be at the forefront of of, of those successes. So keep winning. Uh, lead Notre Dame to the playoffs. I think that's probably uh, the least you you have to do because Caleb Williams is <laughs> is it tw- wait. I'm sorry, twelve touchdown passes, right, Phil? Is that what it is? Twelve. Um, I, he's got 12, and Caleb Williams, I think, has 13. At this he has point. 13, so yeah. it's going to be hard. <laughs> he's not going to be able to stay strive for strive with Caleb Williams. So he, uh, Notre Dame needs to keep winning. Notre Dame needs to beat USC. That I think that is an absolute prerequisite for him to get the award ahead of Caleb Williams. Yeah, with well, Caleb Williams, of course, the defending Heisman winner, uh, but there's going to be a head-to-head matchup uh, with Caleb Williams come October. That could say a lot. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero. Key to an Irish victory, injury report, and the world-famous Irish illustrated prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week, brought to you by Ron Wise and the Wise Insurance Agency. This is the 386th edition of Fighting Irish Preview. This is Art Salzburg. I don't speak for a lot of companies, but Shearer McCulloch is a firm that provides a great and much-needed service. As Sharon and I get older, we've been thinking of moving, but frankly, the thought is somewhat overwhelming. That's where Shearer McCulloch comes in with a full-service plan that takes the pressure off. Listen to this. Shearer McCulloch will sell your house, auction the items you don't want to take, then pack everything else and move you. In sports terms, that's a blowout win. 
Sharon McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They'll get top dollar for your special treasures. Sheer McCulloch is highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms, plus their AAA with the Better Business Bureau. Call them at 441-8636. That's 441-8636. They'll make your moving experience easy and profitable. Shearer McCulloch. The Fighting Irish Fact of the Week is brought to you by our friends at the Wise Insurance Agency. First-time opponent Central Michigan this week becomes the sixth team from the state of Michigan that Notre Dame has played. The others, Adrian, Alma, Western Michigan, Michigan, and Michigan State. Call Ron Wise at the Wise Insurance Agency or go to thewiseinsuranceagency.com and get an auto or home quote in less than five minutes. Flight by Yingling is the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Available wherever beer is sold. DG Yingling and Sun Incorporated. Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Howe. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The ninth-ranked Irish are at home against the Central Michigan Chippewas this week. TV coverage on Peacock starts at 2.30 p.m. South Bend time. If you're not sure how to access Peacock, Google it or just ask your kids. And it's now time for the all-time Irish hero. Brought to you by the Marina at Lake Gage. Chris Craft, Mastercraft, Vanderbilt, and Premier Pontoons. New and previously owned, we share your boating passion. This season, we're focusing on the best defensive players of the last 25 years. We started with Harrison Smith, and this week, we go on to one of the most decorated players in Notre Dame history. After a stellar high school career in Hawaii, by 2008, Manti Teo was one of the most sought-after players in the nation. UCLA, Stanford, USC, and a slew of others put the full-court press on Manti. Clearly, he was something special. After Notre Dame's 2008 season, Charlie Weiss practically moved to Hawaii in his pursuit of the five-star recruit. Weiss's persistence paid off, and on February 4th, 2009, Teo committed to Notre Dame. And the rest is blue and gold history. Teo had an immediate impact as a freshman with 63 tackles. He then progressed to team-leading 133 and 128 stops his sophomore and junior seasons. Both of those years, he garnered some All-American recognition, and that set the table for his senior year, 2012. Overall, the 2012 Irish went undefeated through the regular season, and by mid-November, they were the number one ranked team in the nation, and it was Manti's team. Serving as captain, he was the face of the Irish on and off the field. He again led the Irish in tackles with 103, and he notched a national best seven interceptions. And the world took notice. Maxwell Award, Benaric Award, the Nagurski Trophy, Butkus Award, the Walter Camp Award, unanimous first-team All-American, and second in the Heisman Trophy voting. But Teo faced national controversy after his senior season was over, over a catfishing internet scheme that he was victimized by. He faced an onslaught of media frenzy with grace and sincerity. That scam and Teo was the subject of a 2022 Netflix 
documentary for which Manti received widespread affirmation and empathy as an innocent victim of the scheme. Teo enjoyed a productive eight-year professional career with the Chargers, Saints, and Bears. He officially retired last year and most recently was in the news for his efforts to rally support for the victims of the Maui wildfires. Tim, for the better part of a year, Manti Teo, for a couple of reasons, really captured the public's attention. Well, I mean, you talked about how decorated he was after his senior year. It's just unprecedented at Notre Dame. And, you know, we're talking about Marcus Freeman and humility. Uh, Manti Teo is a very humble man himself. I had an opportunity to spend a little, little bit of time with him in Las Vegas when Notre Dame played BYU there last year. And he's just a he's a genuine guy. And he seven interceptions for a linebacker in a season is just absolutely phenomenal. The driving force behind the, the 2012 uh, team and if, you know we we talk about Sam Hartman being a four time captain which is unheard of but I would I would think that if Manti Teo had somehow followed a similar career path he'd have been a candidate to be a three or four year captain uh, just sensational great human being too a terrific leader uh, no doubt about that and another factor that points that out while he was in high school Manti earned the prestigious Boy Scout rank of Eagle Scout. Manti Teo, another Marina at Lake Gage, all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Gage, we love boats, and it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage Key to an Irish victory. The Central Michigan Chippewas are 1-1. One one. In week one, they fell at Michigan State 31-7, and last week in a track meet, they outlasted New Hampshire at home 45-42. Four and eight a year ago, they are coached by Jim McElwain, now in his fourth season. The Chippewas return 13 starters, Four on offense, nine on defense. Dual threat freshman Bert Emanuel Jr. is the trigger man. Through two games, he is 18-36 for 280 yards with three touchdowns and three interceptions. He is also the Chippewa's leading rusher with 142 yards and two TDs on 38 carries. Junior running back Miles Bailey has the most carries at 26 for 127 yards. And 6'3 sophomore Chris Parker is their leading receiver so far with five catches, one touchdown, and 142 yards. Against Michigan State, the Chippewa offensive line looked suspect. On 25 passing attempts, they gave up 19 pressures and three sacks. New Hampshire last week also notched three sacks. On the defensive side of the ball, leading tackler from 2022, linebacker Kyle Moretti is solid, as are tackles Jocks Bristol and Robbie Stewart. Junior cornerback Dante Kent is experienced and was a first-team all-conference last year. He finished 2022 with 15 passes defended. That's the third-best mark in the nation. As the Michigan State opener indicated, the Central Michigan roster that includes 20 transfers did not match up well to the Power 5 level. The best example of this may be the quarterback position. The Chippewas are starting a freshman who has made two starts. That is light years different from the Irish situation with Sam Hartman. Coming off a physical road win over North Carolina State and with Ohio State right around the corner, keep in mind, this could be a trap game for the Irish. Tim Priester, what is the Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory? As a five-touchdown favorite, I'm not going to get into matchups, Phil. This this unit against this unit, we'll talk more about that with the prediction. But, you know, some of the basic things, the key to a victory – 
protect the football. You don't if you if you have a game where you're minus two or minus three in turnover margin, then you could run into trouble because it, it is. I mean, it's the ultimate trap game. Except Central Michigan's not good enough. Caught between at NC State and of course Ohio State. But I, basic things, Phil. Protect the football. Be productive in the red zone. You're going to win this football game. All right. Avoid a turnover meltdown and and. You know, do your take care of business in the red zone. Those are Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage keys to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish? Well, Central Michigan gave up 493 yards passing to New Hampshire last week. So I look for Notre Dame to be able to successfully throw the football. Sam Hartman's completing 75% of his passes. I, I, I could pick Hartman probably every week. But I'm going to go back to Jaden Thomas. Jaden Thomas had a rough game against NC State. He was targeted four times, did not catch a pass. I think he'll bounce back. I see a couple touchdowns for Jaden Thomas this week. All right. Look for Jaden Thomas to get back into the saddle. And he is your Aspen Mortgage key Irish player this week. Aspen Mortgage for all your mortgage needs. Call 486-LOAN. And it's now time for the injury report. Brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy. Your choice for physical therapy now with 22 Indiana locations. Tim, how are the Irish health-wise going into Game 4? Well, two-time captain J.D. Bertrand is in concussion protocol this week with Ohio State coming up next week. It really doesn't matter what the opponent is this week or next week. I don't see J.D. Bertrand being able to run back out there this week. So hopefully he will be uh, in good enough shape to play against Ohio State. Devin Ford... Coming off concussion, missed the last game, is expected back. Gabe Rubio, the defensive tackle who had uh, minor knee surgery, is remains out. And everybody's waiting for Eli Raritan to add to the tight end group. It's his second ACL injury. They're going to be very patient. The earliest we will see him would be Ohio State next week. Okay, overall, the, the injuries, and I'm, you heard me knock on wood, Have this situation has not been bad. Thanks, Tim. And that is the Indiana Physical Therapy Injury Report. And it's now time for the world-famous Irish Illustrated Prediction. Brought to you by SES Environmental. Need help navigating environmental risk and with regulatory compliance? You need SES. Look them up at sesadvantage.com. Tim Priester, Vegas says the Irish by 34. What does America's foremost authority say? I, I can't imagine Nordane being at their emotional peak for this game. It, it just, it's just, I just don't think that's possible in between at NC State and everything that they went through in Raleigh and then Ohio State coming up. Fortunately, Nordane probably doesn't have to be at its peak emotionally. Uh, but yeah, the, the defense is going to have to, you want to talk about having to contain a quarterback as difficult as Brennan Armstrong was. Bert Emanuel is probably even more difficult, but he can't throw the football and they're going to struggle offensively defensively they got they've got some components on the defensive line so it's a good challenge for Notre Dame's offensive line uh, going into Ohio State next week they have one good uh, defensive back you mentioned him, Kent he's a good player but not nearly enough for Jim McElwain's group I don't think the score is going to be reflective of the actual differential uh, between Notre Dame and and Central Michigan I'm taking Notre Dame 45 Central Michigan 13 ND 45, Central Michigan 13. That is Tim Priester's world-famous Irish Illustrated prediction. And, Tim, I'm going to echo a lot of the same things you just said. Ohio State lurks. How Marcus Freeman manages the Irish emotional state is important this week and next week. 
I'm betting on Marcus Freeman to have the Irish dialed in again. ND is just a lot better than Central Michigan, and the roll continues. Notre Dame 40, Central Michigan 14. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Go Irish, and thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovelin, Brett Rump, Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. For more Fighting Irish Preview, check out FightingIrishPreview.com and also listen to and subscribe to our podcast, available on all podcast platforms. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions. Podcasts by Federated Media.